You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. We thought it was safe to go back in the water. So tonight we're talking about Jaws 2. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, director of photography, Mike Griggs. How are you doing, Brian? I am doing swell. Talking about electric eels. I mean, sharks. I mean, what are we talking about? I don't know. Some kind of fish. Electrocutions, you know. It's electric. <laughs> oh, I like that. Music cues. Oh, sorry. S- spoilers. Sorry. We also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. And I know Kristen cannot wait to talk about those tight white shorts that Roy Scheider was wearing. Best part of the movie. Best part of the movie. She comes out swinging. (laughs) Well, you know, it was was a flip of a coin. It was either Roy Scheider's pants or shorts, I mean, or uh, his amazing tan. I mean, that's just, that's shocking. (laughs) He was getting tan on the set so much that the director of photography literally went up to Roy Scheider and said, dude. You gotta stop tanning yourself. You're fucking up continuity. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what oh, else is he God. gonna do? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. He's got so much time in between sets or setups when the director is spending all his time on the technical things and talking to the extras instead of talking to him. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? What's a guy gonna do? Damn, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Roy, Roy Scheider sounded like a, a special treat uh, making this movie. Did not want to be involved in this thing. Only doing it for contractual purposes. <laughs> you read print interviews with everybody that worked in this movie. The only thing they have to say is, Roy Scheider was an asshole. <laughs> Just like everybody. And nobody has anything nice to say about that guy. Damn. I read one anecdote that said that he tried to like plead insanity and tried to go crazy in his hotel room just to get out of doing this movie. Yeah. Trashed his hotel room. <laughs> oh my god! That's going to links right there, man. 
That is that's that's commitment to the bit. I you got to give him that. Well, yeah, which you kind of have to like wonder. Like, I mean, I mean, granted, now we've we've seen the movie and he didn't know what it was going to be and all that, and there was a lot of technical problems, just like on the last film. But this isn't a bad sequel. I mean, yeah, it, it has sequelitis, some of those problems, but it's it's not terrible. I mean, it's terrible when you compare it to the first one. As far as like sequels and movies yeah. go, it's fine. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. movie. Yeah, but it's not really a good follow up to the first Jaws at all. I mean, I would even contend that you can only compare this sequel to sequels that came before it because some of the sequels that came after it are like this is just a pointless like why did they even try kind of situation. I mean, I do think they tried. I mean, I wonder if like the director was just like, man, I don't, I don't want to shoot it like that. I need my own mark, and so it's just like a totally different movie. I don't know, like it, it doesn't have the same feel to it at all. I mean, it is hard to live up to that first movie, and yeah, but, they yeah. didn't even try yeah. though. No. Well, the director kept saying he's like, well, he's like, you can't really hide the shark. They did that in the first movie. What are you supposed to do in this one? And I kind of see that logic. I'm like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? I see the lo- yeah, I do see the logic. Well, it, it's not, it's not bad. It's just you. I, I don't feel like it's fair to really compare it to the first one. That's all. The first one is like. I mean, very, isn't that the point of a sequel though? Well, to compare it to the first one theoretically, but like, um, the, you know, the first one had like a lot of like character, uh, a lot of suspense, a lot of story, even um, a lot of like underlying themes running through it. And this one is just basically like an early slasher film. And so yeah, there's yeah. there's two different movies. Like the fact that they're connected is what I think is the most shocking about it. And so like when you look at Jaws 2, yeah, if you compare it to the first one, I don't think it's any good. But if you just look at it as like a you know, a slasher movie in the ocean. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think the suspense is what I was missing the most from this film. It was like the first one had so much tone and suspense that, that this one was just like, all right, cool. Can we kill someone? Cause I'm starting to get bored. Like what yeah. the hell? It was super boring. Like all the kids. And, and I know they tried really hard to kind of make the kids look different like they had different hairstyles and hair colors and different like body weights, which is unusual. in some of these films, um, they were all still white though, but I still yeah, couldn't really tell them. Very white. I still couldn't tell them apart though. I was just like, wait a minute. Which one was that? <laughs> there was the curly haired guy. Yeah. There, was, there, were, there two, were a lot of curly haired people. Curly haired people. <laughs> there were also curly haired women, which well, is the, also There was the chubby curly haired guy. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> now we're breaking. I it. did really appreciate the, uh, the one friend that was talking to the one dude who I he was he was such a dude bro that I legitimately forgot what he looked like and which character he was until it was pointed out to me. But his friend was the one telling him like, okay, I guess it was the mayor's son or whatever. The one that was like, oh, when the uh, when that when the cousin when the blind date cousin showed up and he was like, she's got tits like a like a robin or whatever sparrow Sparrow. because i was like what does that mean what does that that mean that's what i said and then i was like the only bird i know like because you know they're the birds that are called tits and i was like but that still doesn't like give me any indication of size and i don't think that sparrows are related to tits i could be wrong i don't know anything about birds it was just weird was he saying the boobs look like sparrows they were sparrow boobies isn't that or what like, he was saying? There was a sparrow, not a robin, though. It was definitely a sparrow because I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> she's got tits like sparrow, and I was like, "What? Wait, what? Like, what, what, what the hell? What the hell?" That is. Weird but I just like that that his friend was like, "Dude, you can't talk about women like that. What is? What's wrong with you?" 
And then later, that same friend was like helping people and just he was a good friend. I liked I liked the friend character that was. He was a good you friend. You're right. Like even when he was, uh, a, he was a great character on several went moments. On the, uh, the other dude's boat. He was like, "Hey man, do you want to talk about it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's talk about your feelings. Come on. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah, you're right. That guy. That guy. He he does. He was the best of the teenage characters for sure. <laughs> he deserved his pass. He made it through the film because he was a good-hearted guy. But the mayor's son totally should have should have fucking bit it, man. How did oh, he was he was a douche who earned earned a death, and then they gave it to the girl who wore like the blue sailor outfit with the kid. And I was like, "Come on, eat the dude, bro. They taste better." Oh yeah, that guy was uh, was really annoying. I I definitely thought he was gonna bite it when he when he started um, yelling at the uh, the Jackie character on the boat that was losing her mind like the last half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like in shock and just sitting there fucking like <laughs> and then he just starts screaming at her like that's going to help. Her sc- just go, just go. Away. Her screaming does get on my on my nerves the the last half yeah. of the movie. The f- <laughs> I felt that too. The first first two or three times I was like, "All right, that's that's earned and fair." And then like the 12th time I was like, "Oh my god, can can we have someone else do something else, please?" They filmed other things, right? Didn't they? But no. I was actually surprised at the lack of screaming when someone would get eaten and hit the witness would just sit there and just be like, oh. <laughs> and make like a, you know, shock trauma type face. Because uh, that happened a couple of times too. And I thought there would be more screaming. Yeah, Tina just sits there and, and watches her boyfriend get eaten. And yeah. then hang out on the side of the boat. And she never once moves to, like, to even try to help him. She's just like frozen in fear. I did really love that moment when he grabs the side of the boat and the wood chips off and it just he just leaves because the boat's not strong enough to hold him there. That is a good moment. And then and then the the they they show that shot again and there's just the same chip of the boat that's gone. Just like all right, that was a good moment. Yeah, I, I actually like the shark moments. They try to make it look more anatomically correct, I think, in like the mouth area. But then like I don't know, I miss the jowls on the other shark. I know that's not like realistic, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm used to it. I don't know. I don't know. I actually like the shark in this one. I actually like seeing the shark and I liked, I actually did like all of the shark moments. I, I, mm. I think it looks, I don't know if I'm going to say realistic, but you know, I buy it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching yeah. it. I think it looks better than the original. Yeah. I, I think, gotta say. I like yeah. the shark better in this one. I think. But I think that's also the director's choice. They did replace the whole head, right, of the shark. And yeah. he because he knew it was going to be on camera, I think they tried to make it look better. Oh, well, maybe technology advanced a little bit, too. I don't know. That's right. Three years. How many years? <laughs> three. <laughs> well, nowadays, that's a lot. I don't know if it was for the 70s. Yeah, I don't think for animatronics that was a long time at all. Well, the, the platform they built was a lot cooler. Like, the in the original movie, the, the platform just kind of, like, the shark was built on was at the bottom of the ocean and it was just submerged there. And this one, they could kind of like take it out like a boat and it had ballast on it and they could submerge it like halfway. So, so that gave them like better movements with the shark. Yeah, or they, what? Could, like, they what? could move it into more areas than they could before. Oh, because it didn't have to be literally on the bottom. Yeah. They didn't just have to sit in that one place and move along just the, whatever the track arm could do. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I didn't actually watch any of the BTS stuff from, from this or the first one. So I'm still just kind of, Oh yeah, the, going off the movie itself. The sh- yeah. uh, the arm that they have for the shark is the most insane looking thing because it's got like it's got like four or five pivot joints in it, mm. and you're just like, well, what the fuck is? How does that work? I've never seen it work in motion out of the water. I would like to see that. Interesting. 
I mean, I guess that would give you like all the ways for it to go like along the water, but then like up, so you see the dorsal fin rising. There's a lot of dorsal fin rising shots in this movie that look really cool. They do, but you don't see the back one. That's true. Which makes it look like they didn't build a whole huh. shark, but then there are moments where like you see it from the top and you you see the whole shark. It looks and it's like it looks long and huge. There's a lot of shots with it just like two feet under the water, and you're like fuck, that thing is massive. Yeah, the the back fin was that's interesting. Yeah, it was fucking me up. Maybe because the shark was like tilted, like head first <laughs> up, and the back was a little <laughs> down. I don't know. It, yeah, oh, that's interesting. Huh. But I I did notice that. I think it was in the Jaws two trailer. They showed that the sh- they showed the the shark fin coming up near the the town in in the original movie, and it's got both fins in it. And in this movie, when the shark comes up in the wide shot, uh, you know. Uh, with the town in the background, you see the fin. You just see the one fin in, in Jaws, too. Interesting. That's the only reason I noticed it. Yeah, because they specifically pointed out, they're like, you can tell how big it is by measuring from the fin to fin. Yeah. Huh. Something I've never noticed before, but yeah. I think they're just lazy, you know? <laughs> right, that's the problem. Yeah, yep. that's the problem. Yep. Yeah. They really only built half a shark. We told you people we had a whole shark. It's fucking lies. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just a person who had like a shark fin on his back and that's what oh, you're it was the two at. kids they're back again <laughs> they reprised their role in this film way to go guys that's the italian budget version of the shark <laughs> <laughs> oh my he made goodness. me do it and the the original director that was uh also working on this was replaced after well a week or two was fired john hancock John Hancock. Yeah, I know, right? What a name. That is that is a name. Got replaced, but uh, I couldn't really find out any reasons why um, outside of, you know, the producer said that, you know, the original director wasn't suitable for the action material. And then uh, I was going through this book and it <laughs> this guy's got an interview and he's like, yeah, the reason I got fired from Jaws 2 is because uh, Lorraine Gary, who pr- plays uh, yeah. Brody's wife in the movie, she was married to the head of Universal at the time. What? And he wanted he wanted uh, Brody's wife to go out in the boat this time. And David Brown, the producer, was like, fuck that. That's not happening. So the director was like, all right, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, he also uh, fired a, uh, a actress that he didn't care much for, one of the teenage girls that turned out to be an executive's girlfriend. I, th- I oh, think these two cool, things cool, didn't cool, go cool, over cool. well. He got canned. So so the executive was dating an underage white girl. <laughs> she got fired. I'm, I'm sure she was 20. Sure, sure. She could have been sure. 19 also. You never know. <laughs> right, right. And this executive was definitely in the 25 range, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, right, this all is e- making a lot more All sense, executives actually. are under the age of 30. Yeah, 100%. So it definitely makes sense for him to be dating a girl that can portray a teenager in a motion picture. Cool. Definitely sounded like some political bullshit. Kind of feel sorry for the guy. It happens. It does. But this French dude did a pretty good job. Genot, whatever his last name is. Yeah. It was a dramatic departure from Spielberg's feel. Like, there weren't weren't the long oneers with people changing frame sizes and compositions and the interesting way that Spielberg frames a shot. But no one else is Spielberg. True. There there was some interesting stuff like um early in the film there was a lot of like boating things and and boat to boat shots that were like really smooth and really interesting. Most of the uh the water skiing stuff was pretty cool. 
all the sailing things in the early bits were were reasonably well staged. I appreciated all of that setup, and I felt like it was a very different departure from what Spielberg was doing. So, yeah, I agree. I think it actually, I think it looked really great. I think um, the guy did as best he could given the material. I'm sure this went through a lot of rewrites. Um, yeah, given I'm all sure. the teenage actors, given the fact that they were filming on the ocean, I think it's, I think he did a great job. I don't, I, like I said before, I don't know that it has anything to do with the original. <laughs> it's just, it's totally different. Didn't they rewrite it? They said it was like too dark and they, they needed it to be like more fun or something. Yeah, I did. I, I read an anecdote on IMDb that was saying that like the studio was, was looking at some of the uh, the dailies from the original director's first few days and were like, it's too contrasty and it's too blue and it's too dark in its overall tone. So literally it's too dark, not like the content was too dark. Well, I think it was the content because like one of the early drafts I also heard was was like Amity is a ghost town and there's a bunch of stores that are boarded up and all this kind of stuff. So they definitely had a departure from some of those earlier ideas. I did hear about that because I know uh, only one store agreed to board up their windows and like they were passing out shirts that were telling production to go home and like all of this other <laughs> That's stuff. That's cool. <laughs> Everybody loves to see that. Yeah, I know they said that, but I was looking at some of the stills of like uh, some of the stuff that they, they shot. They're in black and white, but they don't look that dark. You don't see anything boarded up. I, yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I know the script had, like, the town was in shambles and everything, but I don't know. There's just so much on this in this movie. I just don't believe anything these executives say about this crap. Yeah, I can understand that. I just found it really, really interesting, that anecdote about, like, oh, the dailies are too contrasty and blue. When I specifically had the thought several times in the film, like, this is so low contrast that, like... It's it's it felt like a, a pretty good departure from how even how Spielberg shot his first one, which is a pretty high key film. Like that's not exactly a contrasty dark kind of movie. I that's true. actually noticed that there was a fair amount of contrast and specifically the amount of light, like the sunshine that was hitting the water and how white it looked. And when you can tr- compare that with the dark blue of the ocean, that that wasn't in the first movie. I noticed that a lot in this movie, though. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of all this. Most of the stuff on on the ocean or like with the boats and stuff like that is very like silhouetted, shooting into the sun, and all that stuff looks really good. Yeah, it looks but most great. of the thing, yeah, most of the stuff on land though is very high key, very low contrast. Like there, it's a lot of bright light and then a lot of fill light. Like there's not a lot of shadow on the actors' faces. There's almost never any kind of silhouette shots. It's because they had to bring all that fill in for Roy Scheider's tan, baby. <laughs> bring it in. We can't see Roy. <laughs> Everyone else is like getting blown out. They're like, it's Roy's fault. <laughs> There's flags for each individual people. <laughs> Flag in the sun. <laughs> I don't know how dark you could actually ever go with a Jaws film. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like these studio executives really did want to fire that guy. I, yeah, and I don't know. I I, f- I feel like a lot of people weren't happy with the original script they went in with, and they did have to rewrite it while they were shooting, kind of like on the first one. It's just nobody learned their lesson from the first movie. Everybody did like I think Spielberg did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Spielberg Spielberg said, "Fuck no, I'm not doing a second one." All right, touche. Fair enough. <laughs> I read that he didn't even respond when they asked him to do a second one. Like, that's his level of fuck no. <laughs> just sends back a blank card. He's like, there, there's it's just a blank piece of paper. There's nothing, nothing written on this. 
He took the time to actually mail a blank sheet of paper. What does this mean? If you put it under an ultraviolet light, it says, fuck off. <laughs> Anybody got some lemon juice? Let me drip it on this. Oh, you know, Spielberg has some guy in a closet doing that very thing for him. <laughs> Writing disappearing ink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I keep all my scripts secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe, man. Oh, whoops. Wrong franchise. <laughs> I did enjoy seeing the, uh, the orca at the bottom of the ocean. That was a really, really cool sequence that I really enjoyed. And also really frustrated me when they brought back the uh, the, the camera later. Why? Well, because, like, it was such a great, like, oh, hey, remember what happened in the last one for anybody who didn't, for some reason, see it. And then, like, they show all these pictures happening while the guys are getting eaten by sharks. And one of them is very, very obviously, like, look, the camera is far enough away. There's a shark and a dude in the same frame, like 100%. You're going to see, like, bites. You're going to see an arm going into the mouth or something. And then they show, like, six more flashes of shit happening. And then when they get that stuff developed later, it's a super macro close-up that you can barely see an eye and you can't make out the shark. There's not a single frame on that entire roll that was, like, actually worth using. What the fuck? Well, I actually... So the way I thought that scene was going to play out, and it didn't happen this way, but mine's better, so let me tell you. Oh, I'm so excited. That was going to happen because they, so I don't know if you've ever developed an old roll of film, but like they just like sat, you you know, you can't like sit there and look at them all at once, right? For any children who are listening. And so as they are going through the photos, like it's what the the first one or the second one, he's like, oh, this is it. And he just takes it and goes, and yeah, you can't eat, like you can barely, you're like, is that an eye? I don't, I don't really actually see anything, sir. Um, But he grunts and he, and so what I thought would happen was as they developed the rest of them, like there would be better photos and then no one would listen to him and even though he has the proof they're like no we've already established that you are crazy please yeah. leave us alone but they didn't they didn't yeah. do that they were just like that mm. see even that that would have been amazing like yeah, I should because be a they definitely they listening. foreshadowed all of these things happening and they gave all the reasons and you've already established from the original movie that like someone's gonna not listen to it things are gonna go wrong and instead of like cool photos and photography interesting things happen they were like well he shot his gun on the beach when people were there so Okay, but also he totally shot up the beach. Like he did. No, that was he did go a little crazy. Yeah, he went super crazy. The fact that he wasn't immediately fired. I mean, he is a cop, so I guess it makes sense. But still, the fact that he was just like left on the beach and everyone else went home. Like I was like, come on, guys, come on, come on. I mean, it was it was definitely both too real and also like I'm sitting there thinking like. How many cops have gone their entire careers without ever discharging their weapon? And this dude is just waving his gun while he's sprinting across the beach. Yeah, that was crazy. A crowded beach. <laughs> like not, a crowded yeah, beach. Yeah. Not <laughs> like, like I'm running across the beach and then drawing my, my weapon, but like literally waving in the air with his finger on the fucking trigger, which is like the last thing that any officer is trained to do. Like the finger doesn't touch the trigger until you're ready to fire it. What the hell? What makes it worse is that there were cyanide tipped bullets. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Which I was like, is that like a, a something that's really illegal? Like, first off, d- does that even work? Can you put cyanide in a in a top a hollow point <laughs> and then put wax on it and have that do anything? Doesn't seem like that would work at all. I mean, every shark I've ever shot with a cyanide tip bullet died. So yeah, it's just it, I don't know, but they, they make it seem like it's illegal or something in the movie because he's hiding it from it definitely because he's he's like I'm not gonna look at, I'm not gonna I can't look. Yeah, very bizarre. <laughs> He does go crazy in that beach scene. Damn. I mean, okay. 
so and they didn't they didn't do this either but i actually really enjoyed i and i thought they were gonna like show how traumatized he is and how he has ptsd and they kind of did it a little bit there but then they just kind of glossed it over and they're like actually he was right the whole time it wasn't really trauma but like that would have been like a really good <laughs> that would have been a really good moment to show because i guess also i guess they also didn't have ptsd like that wasn't like a medical condition until this like what the early 70s anyway like they didn't like identify it I mean, as like a condition a, oh yeah yeah until like the early 70s anyway so i guess maybe they could mm. they wouldn't have done known to do that but i thought that they could have i don't know i thought that would have been an interesting way to look at it no they they, they just had that little moment with the you know the kid picking up the yeah, bullets the kid. yeah the know? kid picked up the bullets everything is totally fine yeah we're that's good. what yeah you know it's a circle of life it's fine just, just like in the first uh, movie, where they're, they're mimicking, making faces back and forth. Now we're gonna pick up bullets together. <laughs> bonding. That's right. It is. It's father and son bonding, Kristen. That's right. <laughs> I was just amazed that they were all in the exact same spot. Like someone bent down and dropped them in the same spot, as opposed to like, I don't, I don't know. Oh wait, th- those were his shells, though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. did those? Yeah, did, he dropped them out. Of I the mean, gun, I guess right? it was a revolver. Yeah, it was a revolver, so they weren't like popping out as he was shooting it. So he just accidentally dropped them on the sand, and then realized he should pick them up. I think he was getting ready to reload. He was going to reload it. Yeah, he opened them up and dropped them out to reload it, and that's Uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That's when he realized, like, everybody's looking at me like I'm fucking insane. Oh, wait, maybe I am. (laughs) I don't know. It's just bluefin. Oh, that was great. Oh, okay. No, that guy was great. Come on, Chris, you don't love that guy. No, I like that guy. <laughs> Sitting there with his shirt like half fucking flaying in the wind. Oh, it looks fucking awesome. Anyway, it did look really great. I liked his little mustache too. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I got one shot, guys. This is, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right. No, I was just gonna say that's that's his one moment of doubt in the whole movie is when he shoots up the beach, and then he's like back on his bullshit, and he's like, no, let me go stop the shark. He definitely was back on the bullshit. All right, yeah, you guys convinced me. This is the best scene in the entire film. <laughs> Brody shooting at the. the <laughs> it, it, it's got everything I love in it. It, it is. It is amazing. Well, the other thing that I really think is strange about this scene is before he shoots every, the beach up, he is sitting in his little shark tower and everybody in the town is so embarrassed and upset. And like, I would love to have somebody watching for sharks. I, I can be in a fucking lake. I don't care. Yeah. Please watch out for That's me. A good why is everyone so upset that he's keeping watch? Yeah. Like, a couple of people will be like, why is he up there? <laughs> uh, you didn't hear about what happened last year, did you? Uh, like six people died. So, yeah. No, it's pretty cool that he's up there right now. He must care a lot. Yeah, no, let no, no, him. No, it's okay. Let he's, him stay up he's there. Doing What's research. wrong with that? He's, uh, he's up there eating a sandwich. That's their Amity Man of the Year up there <laughs> from 1975. <laughs> he, uh, he needs some alone time, so he climbs a ladder. Just making up all the random ass excuses. Okay, also, I did true. I. You should sell I, the shark guy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but he and his wife like were not cute in this. Like, weren't they were like way cuter in the first one, right? Like in this one, like they yeah. just. Uh, I was like, what happened they to your marriage? They had some more flirty moments in the first one. They they had they had a couple moments in this. Did they? I they seemed very sad in this. I was not rooting for them in this. It seemed like they were just echoes of the last film in this one. You know? Yeah. In this one, I was like, oh, she would totally have an affair. <laughs> 
I, well, that's that's what I think the I, difference was. I like, also there, thought there they was were supposed do to be some. Yeah, there was supposed to be some implication that like her boss was like maybe she was like kind of interested in him, and he was also going to have an affair with her as well. And it was like, but it was never quite enough, uh, like between them, to actually show that that could be happening. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like it was half-assed all around. Half-assed writing, half-assed like direction for them to like imply some of those things. Because I, I never got the feeling that she was ever going to sleep with the real estate guy. Because every yeah. time she has a confrontation from her husband, she's always like looking at her husband and smiling at, at him, like, "I ah, know, don't say anything to this dumbass. He's my boss now. Don't get me fired." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It was kind of yeah. Everything was pussyfooted around. They just didn't. They needed to pick a direction. I'm with you on that. You know, just it's, it's, a, it's a vanilla relationship. What are you gonna do, white people? <laughs> I prefer him to call them shark bait. <laughs> shark bait. Ooh-ha. Ooh-ha. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna play the trailer for Jaws Two. We'll be back after the sensational return of Jaws to the screen. What could possibly be more terrifying than Jaws 2? The terror continues. In all the vast and unknown depths of the ocean, how could there have been only one? Chief Brody, can we go, please? I think we may have another shark problem. Are you serious? Roy Scheider. I almost hurt my dad. The homies looks incredible. Lorraine Gary. <laughs> and Murray Hamilton. Look at this. That's a shark. You started a panic on a public beach. Now, what if somebody decides to sue us? That's a shock. Did you ever stop to think about that? And I know what a shark looks like because I've seen one up close. And you better do something about this one because I don't intend to go through that hell again. Don't press it this time. Find it out there. Fantasies of evil can compare with the reality. 
of Jaws. Jaws 2. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Jaws 2. That was a that was kind of a bad trailer, I gotta say. I I kind of like that one. You know, it's the it's the reissue trailer. It's not the original trailer, but I don't know. Like, I mean, the listener audience won't appreciate, but there were two different shots that were both repeated twice. <laughs> one of this of the uh, the catamaran sailboat going across the beach from left to right in the frame, and then the other one of the uh, the helicopter swinging around was those were both repeated twice. The third quarter of this ish. Where they're showing all the boats and the the boats and the boats and the people f- like that was just so much fast cutting and flashing and things going around like you couldn't tell what the fuck was happening, couldn't tell what the, what the implication was. It was just just a massive chaos with like fifty shots in about twenty seconds and it was just very poorly edited. The shark damage. That's what it was, Greg. It was shark damage. Yeah, but there was no implication of action or intrigue or where things were coming from or what the the uh, the suspense was. I mean, Shark. even the lines. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I don't know. It was a bad trip. <sighs> uh, you know, I think you could say all the same things about this movie, Griggs. <laughs> I I am inclined to agree. Actually, yeah, I was going through uh, trying to find. Uh, you know, like uh, when did the 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 sequel trend start? Where we started putting a number two. After the the title, wasn't this one of the first? I, you know, it it looks like it's one of the first. I I saw the French Connection and the Godfather Part Two before this, but I but those were both um, Roman numerals, weren't they? They yeah, they were. They were both. Yeah, wasn't this like the first like legitimately like number? I maybe I could not find another another example of this, but the, yeah, those are Roman numeral twos. So look at that. I think that's Jaws ahead of the trend, creating the trend. <laughs> They started with the blockbuster and then created the blockbuster duplicate. I mean, sequel. Sorry. Well, this this was the highest grossing uh, sequel for, for a little bit, for a while there. Until Rocky dislodged it. For how long? Uh, it was a year, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, a year. it wasn't that long. <laughs> and then Empire Strikes Back blew it out of the water. Yeah. that Liter- Literally. But it still had a nice return on investment. The budget was $30 million, which is... Three times the amount of the, of the first movie. Wow. And I read that the, 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 there was a quote. The, the guy was like, we didn't have a budget. We, we just, what, what, uh, we shoot until it gets done or something like that. We're spending the profits from Jaws and we shoot until we're done. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's amazing. They knew the studio wouldn't approve a $30 million budget, which is... <laughs> blows my fucking mind. I was, I was like, "What? You're not gonna you, thirty million dollars seems like fucking pocket change. It's a fucking goddamn family drama today." Well, wait. Well, what is that for adjusted for inflation? Something like one twenty to one fifty, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I'd I'm have to look have up. to look it up. But I was just, it was going through and listening to the uh, the writer uh, on the first movie. Uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but he's the guy in the in the first film that also plays the uh, newspaperman. And anyway, oh yeah, he got paid uh, 
$7,000 to write Jaws and $8,000 to act in the movie. And then in his interview, he's like, yeah, I went and spent that money on a brand new BMW. It cost $5,900. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> a brand new BMW cost, didn't even cost six grand? Fuck you, bro. What world do we live in? Holy shit. Yeah, uh, looks like it's about $134.5 million in today's Dallas. $135? Wow. Yeah. That that's a that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a that's a fairly significant sum. Yeah. But how much did it actually make? Like what was the what was the box office? Uh eighty one point seven million domestic and a hundred and eighty seven point eight million worldwide. Jeez. So yeah, it it made some money. Hence why there's a third and a fourth movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's eight hundred and thirty eight million dollars. Yeah, that's a still a significant return on investment. And I mean, you know, the first one made like uh, 470 million uh, worldwide. That's a fuck ton of money in 1975. Holy shit! Yeah, so I mean, not even making half of what the the first movie made, but still, you know, it's just uh, so much money. But isn't this? I know this franchise started with Jaws, like breaking all the blockbusters and setting the tone for blockbusters. But didn't this also set up the idea of like the sequels and how? all of the pressure that they have to succeed and just churn them out, even though they don't actually do very well. Like it kind of set it up and then broke it at the same time. Like it created all of this pressure to, yeah, just mm. churn out something. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like Hollywood sequels always existed. They just never, I can't think of a time where they, they really ever went above like, Two or three. I mean, there are some exceptions. Obviously, there's the Godzilla series, which had like 20-some films. And there's Planet <laughs> of the Apes that ran in the 60s and 70s, yeah, and they yeah. had five movies. And I think even In the Heat of the Night, that's a you know a trilogy of films with that Detective uh, Gibbs. Uh, not Gibbs. Uh, Tibbs. Yeah, yes. I mean, sequels were, I guess they were looked at as an inferior product. But I don't know if that if this movie changed that. Um, no, definitely not. Reviews were pretty kind to it, though. Like you look at Rotten Tomatoes now, um, and it's it's a little imp, but and the reviews at the time were pretty pretty good for this movie. I wonder how much of that like had to do with just Spielberg not being super well established as and understood as like this amazing filmmaker up there with the greats, and so at the time it was just another movie that made a lot of money. And then, yeah, there's another version of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Spielberg. You definitely got a point there. Spielberg did Close Encounters of the Third Kind while this movie was being made, and then after this movie, he had the biggest bomb of his entire career. That 1941. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Spielberg was. I mean, he definitely had a hit under his belt, and then Close Encounters definitely helped, but then he faltered after that. But it's all right because then he did Indiana Jones and ET back to back, and fuck, <laughs> ruled the world again. <laughs> Yeah, for the rest of his life. <laughs> so and far. Jurassic Park just submitted it. <laughs> like, oh my god, what can this guy can't do? Aliens, dinosaurs, oh, sharks. Give us all your creatures, Spielberg. What you guys uh, think of the music this go-around? Okay, I actually didn't like it, but I thought it was really good at the same time. <laughs> like, I, I was listening to it, and I can appreciate it, but... Part of the reason the first Jaws movie worked was because of the music, and it was kind yeah, of terrifying. Yeah. And this music was not terrifying. It kind of reminded me of like a Fantasia vignette, and like there's no real mm. danger, 
but like you can tell by the music that it's supposed to be terror and like i could just picture like little fairies like running away from like a smoke monster or something and (laughs) and so that's what this movie reminded me of and there was like nothing scary about it i mean even Mm. the deaths weren't scary and i mean there were even like i think i noticed at least twice where like the blood appeared before the person disappeared like like it was i just didn't like the death scenes as much in this they just weren't scary you're right yeah yeah tina's boyfriend when he gets taken under the there's already blood there before he's already blood yeah, yeah. You're right. and then he gets pulled under yeah but doesn't that supposed to imply that like he's already being mangled under the water and it's just already starting to no not with that much no. blood no it was like a giant pool of water like a mm. body's worth of water or blood there there's some sloppy moments in this movie they're like <laughs> There's a boom. Did you guys see the boom in the shot? I thought I was wondering about that. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's right after Mike leaves to go on that uh, on the boating thing. And he's, you know, sneaking out of the house and everything. And then uh, Brody comes downstairs and he starts making some coffee. And then his wife comes downstairs when she walks into the room in their kitchen. The boom's right there. And the boom is tracking her footsteps come in and it moves. Stop. And yeah. like you can tell like it's. The boom is not timed to the camera move. So the boom moves and then the camera tilts down as they sit. <laughs> but it was it was really obvious in the shot. There was another moment too where inside their house where uh his his wife goes and sits beside him in the scene where he's drunk. He's been fired. And she goes oh, and yeah. she sits beside him and like right when she's walking over, she hits the dolly track or something and the camera bobbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't notice that one. Yeah, the most egregious camera thing that I saw was late in the movie while they are on the the floating raft of all the boats, and there's this like kind of medium close up shot that starts on one kid, and then they start dollying and panning left, and it's on boats, on boats, on boats, and then all of a sudden it rack focuses super close to like where whatever the camera is. And then keeps panning for like three more seconds. And then finally another face enters the frame. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to be looking at. <laughs> and it was very like off-putting and disconcerting. Like, why, why did it just get blurred? Oh, there's the frame. Okay, got it. When, that, uh, when the girl's saying the, the prayer, and she's sitting on the boat. And everyone's like arguing. And then she starts like... <laughs> doing some virgin mary prayer and then like the camera yeah. like stops. yeah that was the scene oh yeah it goes over oh that was yeah so weird so weird it's very disconcerting like, like i don't know if this fits tonally for this movie very b-movie action yeah, and s- several of those shots definitely was like did they not did they not get a safety like they only had the one like what's going on here you know he's french he likes long uh, trekking shots of nothing before we get to uh, an actor's face it adds to the terror. <laughs> that was the wrong kind of tension. <laughs> See, as you pan across, all you're seeing is the boats and they're destroyed. And that's all the destruction that Jaws has done. And then he, we're going to land on this girl over here. and we oui, we. Oui. Listen, just because just you say it in a French sounding accent doesn't mean it's actually good. It's brilliant is the word you're looking for. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like art to me. I will say it took me a little bit into the movie to kind of realize how they were going to use the 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 culmination of all these sailboats and the teenagers breaking the rules and stuff. For the most of the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, can we can we see something other than these fucking kids?" Like, we got it. 
We got it. The one kid doesn't. He doesn't want to be stuck doing the job. The others are gonna like make him do stupid things. Can we can we move on to what the movie is actually about yet, please? And I don't know if that was just me not paying attention or them just not broadcasting enough of like this is how the movie is going to end. But I found it very strange. I liked it as a kid. As an adult, these teenagers are fucking terrible actors. I cannot wait for them to be all eaten. <laughs> There's a lot of bad acting toward the end of this movie. Yeah. But what are you going to do? They're young. And experienced. All these people had like commercial and stage experience before this. Other directors have done way more with way less and way younger and way more inexperienced. So I feel like... <laughs> It's not their fault. Maybe it's either casting or legitimately just the director's issue. Maybe that's why Warshider got all pissed that the director wasn't spending any time with him. Because he was like, you know, the crux of the movie is with these kids, right? And I have to spend time with them because they suck and I didn't hire them, but they're all here. Uh... I cannot believe the director and Roy Scheider got into a fist fight. I would fucking pay money to see that shit. I would pay more money to see that than Jaws, too. God. And the way it's described, like, Roy Scheider being held back by David Brown, the producer. And then <laughs> and then here's this little French director being held back by Verna Fields, the editor from the first movie, who is now a VP. And then they're just going at each other. And then these two old people, one a woman, one an old frail guy, just, stop, guys, stop fighting. <laughs> ridiculous. Sounds amazing. Ah, oh, so much bullshit drama, man. Just like, God, we're just trying to make a shark movie, guys. It's not even in a tornado. It's just a regular <laughs> shark movie. <laughs> I don't want to know about the troubled production of Sharknado. <laughs> Leave that for somebody else to uh, <laughs> to cover. Have you guys, have, has anybody ever seen a Sharknado film? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this podcast is the only reason I would finally find an excuse to have to watch them. Don't do it to me, Brian. <laughs> listeners, if you are uh, wanting us to have to cover Sharknado in February, listener request month, just send us an email to moviegrouppod at gmail.com. We could do like a whole like shark year. Just go through like all the Jaws ripoffs. I'm sure there's like 50 of them. No. Jaws ripoffs and uh, Deep Blue Sea. Just watch that like four times. That actually would be interesting to watch the same movie over and over again because, like, how do you think that, like, we would be deconstructing it so much by, like, the fourth time that we've seen it? Like, we'd watch it and then talk about it and then watch it again and talk about it again. Yeah. And then do that two more times. Yeah. It could actually be kind of interesting. I think I, I would I would run out of things to say by uh, the second episode. Yeah, I don't think no you kidding. would. I don't think you would at all, Brian. <laughs> I think by the third episode, it would have to be like like a DVD commentary style where we have to talk about it while we're watching it. <laughs> we just get to the point where we'll be like, yeah, this scene sucks. <laughs> this scene's good. I like it. I, I would definitely find some Mystery Science Theater 3000 level of shit to say during the movie. That's kind of how I felt watching this movie, honestly. Like, I, I was definitely commenting on it while things were happening. And it made it way more enjoyable, I have to say. There, there is just a, a long time, but at, like after the scuba di uh, divers die in the very beginning, you have the ski boat thing, and then really there's nothing. Nobody else dies until the the sailboats happen, like way after the hour mark into the movie. Yeah, it's super boring. I guess they tried to do that body popping up from uh, that was like attached to a piece of driftwood, or I guess it was attached to a piece of the speedboat. Yeah, that was. 
close to an interesting part. You know, the other thing they should have done with this is I'm pretty sure sharks don't eat people whole. I think like let's have body parts floating up like where are the arms and the legs and like heads and stuff like i i'm just saying we should be seeing more body parts washing up on shore at the very least we saw we saw a head inside a boat and we saw an arm attached to what was most of a torso in the first one and those two were both after the fact where where was a where's a leg dropping into the ocean or washing ashore yeah i the thing that I had the most trouble believing was that a shark eats all of these humans whole like in like what two days because I don't think they have that big of an appetite. Yeah, this was a hungry fucking shark. Yeah. It was well, an anorexic shark. One. It was going down to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean vomiting these people up. <laughs> <laughs> but actually that's what sharks do when they accidentally eat people is they will usually vomit that up because they do not enjoy eating people. Fun fact, I looked it up. I've heard that before. But then I see those giant bite marks taken out of people, and I don't know. Yeah, they didn't eat it. six hours, they were and then like, you can reattach it. My bad. <laughs> oh, my bad. Turns out you're not a seal. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put this right back there. <laughs> well, I remember when I was a kid, um, the, new, the news, because I watched the news a lot when I was a kid for some reason, and the news like gave tips on how... Like the like why sharks if will think that you're a fish and how to let them know that you're a human because they'll leave you alone mm. if they know that you're a human. And so like I do remember one of the tips was like don't wear like black and white patterned swimsuits and I have never bought a patterned swimsuit <laughs> ever. <laughs> but- I must have seen some of those same broadcasts because the one that always stuck in my head was if you're on a boogie board and you have both hands and both feet kicking at the same time, you have the exact outline of a seal from underwater. Interesting. Yeah, I refuse to get on the oh. boards. I'm definitely not sticking hands and feet over. It's just not going to float maybe. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I keep all my arms and legs inside the vehicle aboard at all times. At all times. I have only been dropped in the middle of the ocean once, and I was dropped. I did not go willingly. <laughs> Wait, what? Was it more of a shove than a drop? No, you were, it was just. You, you were dropped. You were dropped in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, so I was on a boat, and um, we were going to go snorkeling. Right. The thing with the face, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I went along with it because I wanted to go on the boat. And then I was going to politely decline once we got there. <laughs> and um, no, but then it started raining and the captain was like, OK, everyone has to get in the water because it's raining. And so, like, I don't know, he had some sort of excuse for it. And he was like, also, look, there's a sea turtle. And he looked at me and he goes, you need to go first because I look, I guess, the weakest. And so, yeah, first. And so he just picked me up and like dropped me off of the <laughs> I did the boat in the middle of the ocean. He picked you up yes. and threw but you into that. the that's, ocean. I mean, that's how I got back in the boat. He just leaned over and picked me up and put me back on the boat. So the fact that all these kids are struggling, like I have a lot of questions about that because my one experience in the middle of the ocean, like these people are strong. So I don't know about, I don't really buy this. Man, what was the name of that tour? So I never go on it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was actually a private tour. <laughs> they oh obviously it- don't serve people anymore. they might not be licensed who knows <laughs> was this a three hour tour <laughs> you know there's, there's a shark movie called open water where something very similar <laughs> like this happens <laughs> they, 
We get left. They're in shark-infested water. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm good. Nope, not But I did it. see I'm the sea turtle. There was a sea turtle, and I did see the sea turtle, which was also kind of terrifying because you're like, I don't actually know what sea turtles do. Like, they're friendly, except for the ones that snap and bite you. So, like, I don't know what kind. Like, is this one an asshole? I don't know. And you're, like, in the fucking water, and you're not on land because we are land creatures. And I'm at least a land creature. I don't need to be in the water. And so it was kind of terrifying. And also it was raining, and I couldn't get back in the boat. So I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. That is a lot of things all at the same time. <laughs> well, and I also didn't know how to snorkel, so I was like... Oh, man. Because, <laughs> again, I was just pretending to go along with it. <laughs> and so I never actually told anybody that I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, I didn't die. It's fine. Yeah, snorkeling is not too hard. I kept... I was, it was kind of hard. I kept put, like bring, uh, accidentally like inhaling water because oh, I guess the yeah. thing wasn't sealed i don't know i don't know anyway i figured it out after like a couple minutes well we're glad you're still alive and the sea turtle didn't eat you well thanks i'm glad too yeah i I don't like to leave the reef area you know when i go (laughs) snorkeling i'm like a am like a reef guy i'm like hey reef how's it going yeah this is nice look at these little fish oh this is none of you guys can eat me i love this this is awesome eels live in there so that's not safe either just fyi I mean, that was the most terrifying line from the first movie was most shark attacks happen in three feet deep water, 10 feet from the beach, right? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, because that's where the people are. Yeah, exactly. That's not The sharks don't live there. They don't like it there. No. I'm just also, like, wait, can we talk about the giant like orca that was like, washed up? Yes, please. That thing was awesome. I was like. Like two big bites out of it. And they're all like gathering around like, oh. This is pretty normal, right? See, and that, that also did not have a scream when they ran over. The the girl and the guy were just kind of like, oh. No, she <laughs> screamed when she there. first saw it. I don't think she did. I think it was like she, she didn't scream. No, I think she. I thought she came around the, the hill and then like screams and then you're like, oh, what did she see? And then it was a wide well, shot. Well, it's right? if she screams, it's not like a it's not like a. It's not a Wilhelm scream for sure. Yeah, it's not a like a scream scream. It's a little scream. <laughs> she was like, she was like, oh, yeah, it was something like that. It was not a real one. <laughs> I think we should ADR that in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I think that's what she does though. <laughs> she, she may. I, I don't know. <laughs> the only line I've heard I even remember is shake. Oh my god, fucking. Okay, I want to talk about the orca, but you're talking about ADR. And the last, like, five minutes of the movie, there's so much fucking ADR with all the kids, like, shouting things at Chief Brody while he's, like, messing with the shark and while he's climbing down the uh, the power line. They're like, look out, look out. Like, none of them see that he's pulling up a fucking power line to put in the shark and he's, like, on the other side of the power line. Literally none of them are like, oh... The shark will probably eat the power line and die. This is a really good idea. No, they're just all like, look out, the shark's coming. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, they could have cut those lines in half and it would have made a little bit of sense and still kind of worked. The number of of lines was starting to really bother me. Am I, am I alone in that? No. As an editor, I, I want your professional opinion. It, I mean, it, it, it bothered me a little bit, but I, I don't know. that the, the whole ending sequence is kind of clumsy. Kind of, is it gentle? Yeah, it's a, things don't fit together right. You're not seeing the right shots in the right order. It's, yeah, it's just all not like like the footage isn't bad. It's slow. 
It takes so long for everything to fucking it happen. It takes so long. Oh, my God. And I think that's what they're doing. They're this filling it in This could have been an hour 50, hour 55, and it's like 207 or something like that. It's it's so long. Yeah, it, it's really drawn out. And you can also feel it, too, like uh, like Chief Brody's kid, the Mike. Every time that kid talks, there is like a second or two seconds of space before he says his fucking line. Like somebody will ask him a question, it cuts to him, and he's just standing there. Uh, beat? No. And it's like, why did you take you <laughs> so long to answer that question? What the fuck? It, it, the whole movie's like that. Even when he's like, his dad shows up, and he's like, yeah, Sean's out there. Sorry, dad. I'm like, oh my god, motherfucker, spit the lines out. Is the shit on the cue card or something? What is going on? <laughs> guy was driving me crazy. Yeah. I think he's the worst kid out of the bunch. <laughs> the sign. But that's kind of impressive, actually. I didn't think they were that terrible. No, it's just... Did you watch the same movie? I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty bad. <laughs> but I've seen way kids that are way worse than this, though. I feel like they were very solidly average. I think most of them were were pretty fine for the most part. They just needed about like a third fewer moments. Like there was just too many moments where you're like, you literally just did that. Where it felt like maybe they were just like, oh, let's try a different take of your scream. And then they used all five takes of the girl's scream for different reasons. But it was supposed to be the same moment. So she didn't really change it. Like it was kind of like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like it, they, just, they wanted it to be a two hour movie. It should have been an hour 45. And they just kept stretching things using stuff that they shouldn't have used. I didn't get that feeling at all for Spielberg's Jaws. No, that that's pretty efficient. It runs real smooth. <laughs> this is clunky and just, I don't know. I can't believe Verna Fields oversaw the editing on this. Because I mean, she was uh, the VP at Universal at the time, so she wasn't in the editing room. But and they may not have had the footage, so who knows? I don't know. It's just sloppily cut. Well, okay, But that's what I'm saying. Like, If you don't have the footage, then like, why reuse stuff just change change the, the structure of the story so that it, it can be more efficient. Like, fix it in the edit. If you don't have it, don't try to stretch it in the edit. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. There were two different editors on this film, too. So, mm. uh, yeah, some, sometimes people don't go back and look at raw footage. <laughs> it's just like they start looking at scenes that are cut, and they just start reshaping the cut stuff, and they don't ever go back and look at the raw. It happens. People get lazy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What are you going to do? Or you feel like you don't have time and you're under pressure, and so you just like let me work with what I got. Yeah, I feel like some of the creature effects in this were really good. Like the orca was really cool. The scene overall felt a little bit long. Like it should have just been like a oh shit, here's a giant thing that's been fucked up by this major shark. So we should obviously be scared again. But like when we see the shark for the second time after the explosion on the uh, the the boat and the skiing accident or whatever. When the chick decides to pick up a gas can and pour herself covered in gas before the shark explodes. <sighs> that, that I had a problem with that. I was like, why did she just pour gas on she's herself? She's suicidal. She saw the shark. She got so scared. She's like, I got to burn myself before this fucker eats me. I, I was I, I legitimately, I said that out loud. I was like, did, did she just try to pour gas on herself? Like she thought the shark wouldn't eat her if she had gas on her. Like, why did she pick it up over her head? Like, it would have made sense if she picked it up and tried to move it left to right in the boat or tried to, like, pour it on the shark or something. But she picks it up over her head and waits for it to pour onto her. That shot I didn't understand. I mean, the only thing that I can 
think of, and this is poor acting if this is the case, is that she picked it up and it was just so heavy and it spilled on her. But because there are scenes where, and they did this in the first one too, where they need something to happen. And instead of it looking natural, like like the, in the first movie, like the kids tipping out of the boat, instead of like yeah. actually like yeah. shaking and having it tip over, the kids are just kind of like, they like lift up and then just like, lean over (laughs) oh no i fell over right and so i kind of feel like that was something where she was like supposed to like struggle with it and instead she just kind of like poured it on herself struggled by picking it up over her head maybe should have gotten a second take or third take on that one i don't know maybe my kids laughed at that uh the rest of the entire scene worked so well for me it was literally just those like two shots where she like why is she trying to pour gasoline no okay so i was watching that and i the, my first thought was why did she pour gasoline on herself and my second thought was why is the shark on fire it it was weird it was weird because i was like is <laughs> I he on the shark on he's fire, on fire honestly. before she like blows up the ship i uh, i guess that's how he gets his burns that but is, no yeah. no because she also yeah. shoots him and then then it explodes no, and so i think that's how it gets yeah his it's burns. the flare gun she shoots like like I feel like there's a way to have cut that scene where it really would have made sense, where she picks up the gas can- tank, mm-hmm. pours it on the boat, and then shoots, tries to shoot the shark with the with the flare gun, and the shark blows up, and she dies with it. There was just like two or three shots too many in that scene to make the sequence work as well as they were trying to. I, I don't understand why she's picking up the gas can. Why? Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Why? Like, just fucking shoot the thing. Why would you? Yeah. It's not like the sh- like. What is she worried? The shark's gonna eat the fucking gas can? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> let, let him eat the fucking gas can. Exactly. Why are you picking it up in the first place? Get the flare. Shoot him in the face. It's fine. I did really, really like the burnt shark for the rest of the movie, though. Like every time you see his face, and he's got that one side that's just like blackened. Okay. All that I could cool. think about, though, no, because listen, because all I could think about, like you know how when you have like an injury, like you have your skin ripped off somehow, like a cut or a puncture or a scrape, and then you put like it in salt water and it hurts so bad. <laughs> and I was like, that poor shark, if somebody did that to me, I would 100% fuck these people up. Like, cause like imagine yeah, how no, bad he hurts. 100%. Okay. That is an open flesh that wound. Is the instigation in for the water. rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> fuck all these people. Everyone on this island deserves to die. He was just getting a little snack and then he was going to go on his way, but no. <laughs> <laughs> this was the rest stop before he swam to Iceland, and instead he decided, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna smorgasbord this shit." Yeah. It, it was it was definitely more than a snack because he did eat the skier too. <laughs> he was getting greedy and going for the boat driver as well. Should have stopped all right, his head. It was the McDonald's two cheeseburger <laughs> meal. He's like, "Ooh, look at that! It's a double human burger." <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool thing. The helicopter sequence, I like. I like that a lot too. It's it's stupid. It's a little ridiculous. I don't know. It, it's a sequel moment. I do like it. It's just so where the shark takes down the helicopter. Oh yeah, I like it. I did like it. No, actually, it would have been so much better. Okay, I don't know why they didn't do this, but it would have been better if the if like he had hooked everything up and he had climbed back in and he was lifting off. And like everyone thought they were gonna be rescued, and then the shark jumps out of the water and grabs them and pulls them down. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Pretty sure that's in one of those asylum movies. I think I've seen that in a trailer somewhere in the last ten years. Yeah, I think they do I it did, in Planet Earth feel too, it. like Planet Earth, but like oh, with the probably. seal. But like they could do it with a helicopter. <laughs> Planet Earth with the seal? No, no. Okay, all right. Replace the helicopter with the seal. Oh, it works now, doesn't it? All right. Okay. Now take that seal. 
put it back to the helicopter. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was that? What is that documentary? Like uh, flying jaws or something like that. <laughs> Where's those sharks off the, uh, uh, one of the Southern capes of Africa. And they're just like flying up eating seals. Oh, it's so badass. Sharks are cool. Oh, and I, I, I do think that orca that washed up on the beach, I think that is also kind of a joke because after the movie Jaws came out, one of the Jaws ripoff was uh, this movie called Orca about a uh, <laughs> a killer about whale a killer whale that eats sharks. That, well, he he goes out and gets revenge because this sea captain brings up his mate and kills his mate and his little baby calf or whatever they're called for whales, and uh, he vows revenge and. Uh, yeah, he takes out some killer sharks in the movie. So in this film, I feel like, you know, they had to have the killer shark take out the killer whale. <laughs> that makes sense. They're like, we got we got to get our, our great white back up here. Can't have these I... uh, Shamus going around. It's true. Oh, my God. But that, Shamu. That, Shamu can't there's win. like some TikTok where they call uh, orcas the homicidal sea pandas. And that's <laughs> all I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> that's not wrong. <laughs> they are kind of oh, fucked up. God damn it! That's a that's amazing. Homicidal sea bandits. All right. So, how do we feel about the final scene where the shark gets electrocuted? And I guess then the town is now without power. But <laughs> are they though? Oh no, they're definitely without power. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I I did appreciate how they um, once again like. Did the Chekhov's gun thing? They show the they show the 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 power line early. Oh, we can't we can't pull that up. Let's get out of here before we actually do find something. That was a good like. Oh, cool. That's how they're gonna kill Shark later. I don't know. I felt like it was definitely drawn out too long. Like that whole final confrontation sequence could have been significantly shorter. Maybe not significantly. So they're just, electrocuting just a shark. You're gonna put all of that in there. I just well okay well I guess I'm referring to like the the finding of the cable and the pulling up of the oh, cable and now yeah, there's like seven that. shots where he's like crawling across the fucking cable and is he is he trying to crawl the cable crawl across the cable all the way to the kids is he trying to get on the little boat like we don't really know there's too many shots like just move this along but if you're actually specifically talking about like when the shark bites the cable I thought all of that was pretty fantastic it was really actually. cool I thought it was it, it was so ridiculous. It was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life, and I loved it. Like, his, his face is melting, and his eyes are, like, on fire, yeah, like and, like, are flames are coming out. through the fucking yeah. eyes, and, like, there's smoke, and there's things vibrating from electricity. Oh, I loved all of those shots, actually. They were they were pretty fantastic. Oh, my God. It would have been better if it had shown them, like, going back to, like, a dark town, and everyone's, like, a, there's, like, an angry mob on the street. <laughs> They're like, what did you guys do? <laughs> would have been okay, you know. They they, they would have just lost their televisions. They didn't have internet back then. No cell phones. They would have been all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just missed like their lights to go places. Yeah, they just needed lights. It's fine. But they, uh, how would they have called the mainland? Because that's also is the power line connected to the phone line. Well, they would use a radio because they didn't have cell phones. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, they have another one of those cables too. That's how they kill the shark in Jaws three. What? Why would you spoil that for me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jaws gets hooked on the phone line. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, get off the phone! It's Jaws. 
It's Joe's, honey. <laughs> Joe's gets stuck talking to a telemarketer. <laughs> he can't get off. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm having dinner right now. No, I, I, li- I like the end uh, shark getting electrocuted. I think that's a cool way to kill a shark, but I, I just hate all the setup around there. Everything's just so stupid. Like, yeah. it just could be better. Like, the way like Roy Scheider wrecks his boat is stupid. That was like, lame. You know, that was so lame. It's like, at least let the shark, like, hit the boat, and then that, like, hits him off course, and then he runs into the little cable junction island. I, You know, just, I don't everybody just kind of looks like an idiot at the end. No, 100%. I think they yeah. look like an idiot through the whole, everyone looks like an idiot through the whole movie. No, they look really dumb. And like, like, even Chief Brody, like, when before he brings the cable up, like, he gets that fucking little teeny inflatable raft out, and he puts it in the water, and I'm like, bro, are you going to get in that? What the fuck? Right, right. What the fuck? You've seen this fucking shark fuck up all of those sailboats that are made of wood, and you're going to get in that little raft? I was just like, I don't like, I don't what? believe this for a second. This is the motherfucker that was scared of the goddamn water. Come on. I don't know. I guess, I guess they made it work, but it's just, it's just, it's just, the ends just block poorly, and I don't know. I think that whole, the whole ending sequence was really hard to shoot, because, I mean, that island wasn't even an island. That was just a barge. That was anchored. <laughs> I feel like that should make it easier because that would let them theoretically like place it where they want it to be in the frame. And then they have the group of fucked up sailboats and then they have cheap roading in his floating little ship and then that. And like how hard is it to just orient those two things or those three elements? I don't know. With wind and tides no, and all that shit. Like, l- listen. They're, they said they were only shooting like four hours a day and so imagine only working four hours a day and you are employed for like six months. I I would take it. No, 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 no. They they were working the 12-hour day but they only got four hours of actual shooting which means they spent a fuck ton of time trying to make that shit work and being frustrated that they couldn't actually roll. Yeah. That's a big so difference. So imagine if you had somebody who was scheduling shit who was like not sitting there trying to work against nature but like with nature. That could work. Yeah, I, I will say I do I do agree that I think some of this was just inexperience. But this is how tides work. <laughs> but this is all the same people that worked in the first movie. It's like you guys should know better. <laughs> same production designers. It's like oh, jeez, jeez. And the cinematographer's last name was also uh, Butler. And I was like, oh, is this guy related to Bill Butler? Shot the first one. It was like no. I was like oh, that's no. that's just a weird coincidence. Look at that. That's that's random. The only names that I recognized specifically were the, uh, the the couple that shot the shark photography from the first movie. They were credited again for this movie. Did they go out and shoot more stuff, or did they just reuse things from the just original? Just reused. Oh, uh, okay. They must have shot a lot of stuff then for that. They only used, uh, like, what, three or four, like, stock, stock shots of the shark? Mm. There was that one where it's swimming away at the end. There's that yeah. one where it's, like, getting ready to bite the skier. And maybe another one. Yeah, three or four is what my yeah, brain said. I can't yeah. even remember yeah, where the other ones right. were. But yeah, there, there wasn't a lot in this. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that uh, fucking shot when they're getting Mike out of the boat and they're getting him up. And the shark comes by and like goes right beside the boat with its fucking mouth open and almost. Yeah, that was that was a cool shot. That 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 little sequence worked really well where Mike is fucking unconscious and his life jacket is saving his life. They're trying to pull him up onto the boat. That was one of the more tense moments. I was like, all right, all right, way to go, guys. Yeah. I, yeah, I do like that. And I also liked it, too, because I was pausing it and just, like, so I could see all the mechanics inside the shark. 
Is this like going frame by frame? Oh, with the yeah. mouth open? <laughs> yeah, you can see like the motor and nice. the, the steel rod that's like causing the mouth to open. It was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. What What were you watching it on? Was that like a, a Blu-ray yeah, or something? Yeah, it was the Blu-ray. What'd you guys watch this on? Peacock? Uh, Amazon. Amazon? I did, I did Peacock, but um, apparently for this one, they gave them the correct aspect ratio transfer, which I was very happy to see. I was going to watch it on DVD, but uh, Peacock was an HD transfer, and it was in the 239, so I was like, dope. Yeah, this movie looks pretty good for its age. It does. It does. I'm sure it hasn't had nearly the um, uh, recovery-fixing stuff that the original has had. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's do ratings. Who's going first? Who's rating Jaws 2? Or Jaws Dose? Or Jaws Deuce? Or jo- oh, okay, I'm gonna stop. Or the French version Jaws Part Two. Jaws Dude. Apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll start. I'll start. Um, I'll say for a sequel in 1978, this feels um, interesting, like worth going back to the theater for. Like if you if you saw the original Jaws in '75 and were like, "That's a fucking amazing movie. I want more of that." I feel like I would have gone to see this in the theater. If you compare it to the original, it's not great. It's I wouldn't even say it's actually. I would say it's not good. Um, as a sequel, it, it's not bad. That's not a great distinction, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think there are some interesting shots in this. Like I really liked all the the boat to boat photography. There was some like early in the movie when they were doing the sailboats and the water skiing and stuff like that. There were some really interesting shots that I was like, that's really smooth for 1978. Like what kind of technology do they have on this other boat? Is that a helicopter flying next to this person? Is that a, is that a plane? Is that just like really heavy sticks on a boat and it's not bouncing? I don't know. I found some of those shots really interesting. I thought they did a really good job of like making what felt like a slightly bigger shark have more shots in this for all of the failures of the shark from from the original movie they definitely tried their best to put some fucking shark on screen in this and i thought for the most part they really accomplished that i think as we have discussed this movie would have highly benefited from um reducing its overall runtime and not trying to stretch everything out as much making this a bit more of an efficient movie i think would have increased its um, potency of 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 uh, of terror significantly. They didn't have the tone from the original. They didn't have the the suspense from the original. And I missed all those things. I missed Spielberg's blocking. I missed Spielberg's framing and the ways that he sets up a scene and has people move around in the scene. Uh, I missed all of that so much. But for a sequel that is taking the source material source material and trying to do something that we've already seen but we think we want again this isn't bad uh it's not a great movie i wasn't scared there was a few jump moments but it was mostly because the movie built those things in i felt like i could have had more tension uh i'm gonna stop rambling i think this is a six uh i don't regret watching it but it's it's not don't don't go looking for this fuck it i'm gonna call it a 5.5 actually yeah 5.5. 5.5. Oh, Kristen moved up to the microphone. She's going next. I guess I'll go next. Um, I thought this movie was kind of boring and not interesting. And I don't, 
but I don't want to say that it's like completely pointless because it's not nearly as interesting or as good as the first movie, but I feel like there's an audience for this. If you just like, if you enjoy like watching like dumb teenagers get killed and I, cause that's like a genre <laughs> of movie. And, um, sure, sure. and I feel like this fits in really well with that genre and, you know, it looks, you know, not terrible. Like there's, there's some good things about it. And, you know, they light sharks on fire and they electrocute sharks and like there's just a lot of like, you know, kind of dumb things. And I feel like that definitely has an audience. I am just not that audience. And so, yeah, I don't I don't I I feel like this is like a really interesting kind of I don't I don't know if this is, I guess, the writing maybe, but like whoever. I, I guess it could be anything, actually, considering how much this the both this and the first one were re, were reworked. Like what they they took the first one and turned it into this like dark mystery, <laughs> you know, Hitchcock kind of film. And with this one, they just they took it and and turned it into yeah, like the the slasher ocean movie. And uh, they're just they're just so different. And uh, I am not, personally not really a fan of the second one. I was very bored. I hated the kids. I I couldn't really tell them apart even. So when they sit next to each other, like they look, they look different. So I don't know. It's a me problem, but I didn't know who was talking half the time. And I just didn't care about, uh, uh, the cop Brody, Brody, who in his quest for, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't, I don't really know. He has issues, but I don't, I just don't really care about them. And so anyway, I'm, I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it a six though, because it has some merit and I think there's an audience and for what it is, it's not bad. It's not good either, but it's not bad. Six. Um, yeah, you guys are calling this a horror. Uh, I I feel like this is less of a horror movie than the first one. I feel like this is more of an action movie. I don't know. Like, I feel like all the shark attacks are very action focused in this one. Like the, the skier, the helicopter, and you don't really get to see a lot of good death in this one. There's not a lot of violence and no kids and dogs die. Uh You know, that's a, that's a big (laughs) negative for me. You know, personally, children's and uh, dogs dying on screen is a, is a plus in the heart. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't know how to feel about this movie. This movie's fun. Yeah, it's not as good as the first Jaws. It's never going to be as good as the first Jaws. It, it just can't. By like the, the nature of having to show the shark, you, you can't hide it again. And, you know, that's like, that's kind of my problem, I guess, I think, with the score. Like, I like the score from the first film better because, you know, you don't see the shark and the score is being the shark for you. And you're just seeing POVs of the water or people legs floating and swimming and all that stuff. And that. That, for me, that works better. That creates more suspense. And this one is, like, even the music is just, it's bigger and it's more action-packed. That's not a bad thing. It's just kind of, and it's not the film's fault because, like, what else are you going to do? I mean, I feel like you have to show the shark more. This is the sequel. You have to up the ante a little bit. And you can't do the same exact thing. I mean, I think that would be really, really boring. But I guess the, I guess the thing is this movie doesn't really need to exist is the, the, is the problem. But it does exist. And it's it's not terrible, and you feel really bad for the filmmakers and everything that they had to go through to get this thing made, and like the <laughs> fact that like oh, you're making a sequel to Steven sure. Spielberg's masterpiece, and at that time sure. the highest grossing fucking movie ever made. Well, well, yeah, because Star Wars hadn't finished its run yet at this point, so it was still the highest grossing movie ever made. So 
that, I mean, yeah. that's got to fuck with your brain a little bit. And, like, I don't know. It, the producers and studios, like, firing this first director, Roy Scheider being a total dick to everybody's fucking account. I don't know. This just... It's kind of a miracle that this movie is kind of watchable, really. So I'm, I think wow. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking to come in at a, at a seven. Like there's just there's so much like built up against it, and there's so much hardship and everything else that this this movie is still watching, I, uh, watchable, and I, I think it's entertaining. I, I think it has some pacing issues in the middle, mm. and we needed like you know we needed another shark death in there. I feel like you know, or maybe that scuba diver that comes up and gets the bins that was kind of cool. I thought he was dead. That that definitely was not as intense as it could have or should. He should have, yeah. He should have died there. Yeah, like that would. Or someone else should have died, and they freaked out with the guy with the bends. Yeah, something, something. Like, yeah, we could have killed his partner. They they even said before they dived in, like, oh, get your diving buddy, yeah. kill the diving buddy, let the other guy get the bends. It's cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a seven. It's seven. I it it's a better than it deserves to be. Better than it deserves to be. Wow. Okay. High praise. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it could have, you know, it should be shit with everything they went through. You know, firing your director and hiring another guy and giving him, like, half the cast. and Making him do pre-pro while he's shooting and rewrite the entire script while he's shooting. Yeah, no, these are good points. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes, tomato meter is 61%. <laughs> audience score is 38%. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, there it is. I'm yeah. surprised. I feel like the audience would enjoy this but maybe they're comparing it to the first one again Probably. it's I feel hard like if this, not to i don't know i feel it like, on its own i think the audience score would be higher i i expected more like the 40 percent ish and i feel like if you like rebranded this and just called it like amity island or something i feel like the score would be higher i don't know i have to disagree with that i don't think this movie stands on its own i don't think if you if you don't have the the, the foreknowledge of the first one and all the shit that they went through that half of the stuff in this would be nearly as as um, suspenseful. Interesting. Okay, it's not suspenseful or interesting. And that's my point. I think this would be a cult classic. Hmm. Like all the people who like the B movies, they would love this. They would eat it up. Wait, if it if it wasn't tied to Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. If it was called Amity Island and, and just stood on its own. If it, if it was called Shark Summer or something. Oh, stupid. we could call it Shark Summer. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Does anybody remember any of the Jaws ripoffs? I mean, has any, have you guys seen Piranha? No, I haven't seen any of no, those. No, but does anybody remember Jaws 2? Rem- no. I mean, yeah, because it's a sequel to Jaws. <laughs> I remember when Piranha came out. I just, I never saw it, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like most of the ripoffs have been forgotten. Like the, yeah. The only reason this movie is remembered is because it's a sequel to Jaws, I think. I think the reason that it didn't do well in terms of like the ratings and whatnot is because it's tied to the first shots. And so if you took that away, I think people would actually rate it a little bit higher than 38%, especially, and it would be a cult classic among the people who like all of the, the B movies. Cause I mean, God, you're electrocuting a shark and you have flames shooting out of his eyes. There, there's an audience <laughs> for that. Like I promise people will watch that. I want fireballs shooting out of the shark's electrocuted fucking skull. You got it? All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, sharks don't have bones. All right, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's cartilage. You put the cartilage in the car in the yard. Oh, wait, that was the first movie, sorry. Now you sound like you're from New York. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod 
at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Mike, where can the audience find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with track number... Uh, let's not get crazy. We're going to close it out with track number one titled Main Titles. This is from the Jaws 2 soundtrack from composer John Williams. Enjoy. Enjoy. 